0: Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening to AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Now, if you download the DraftKings app right now, and put in code word PHNX, you're going to get a $1. If you put in $1, you're going to get a $150 free play. doesn't really get much better than that. And Steve and I will be talking a little bit about some action coming up later. And a reminder, this is only for people 21 and up, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Steve Rivera making his uh, debut on the uh, AZ Wildcats podcast. How you doing, my man?
1: I'm doing well, Mike. Good to be with you.
0: Okay, Steve. First of all, before we get into it, uh, you got some stuff going on. Where can people follow you? Where Where can they listen to, et cetera?
1: Yes, yes. Well, everybody can read me still on AllSportsTucson.com. Uh, we cover Arizona athletics there. And uh, you can listen to me on Eye on the Ball every weekday from 3 to 5 on Fox Sports 1450.
0: Okay, sweet. All right. Arizona football is obviously coming off a loss to NAU that I consider kind of rock bottom. Now, you've covered the beat for Arizona basketball forever. You're the most connected guy in the city when it comes to knowing the players, knowing. But you've been around and watched the football team for a long time. Are we at the absolute bottom right now for Arizona football, in your opinion?
1: Uh, In in talking to a lot of the people who have been involved, uh, I I would assume yes, or the consensus is yes. Uh, I spoke to, or at least communicated with John Mortage not too long ago. He covered the team widely during the McEvick era, and he said that this is still below that, which I guess is a watermark moment for the McEvick era. Uh, we saw, what, 70-7 just less than a year ago. That was bad. This just feels worse in as much as you're not supposed to lose the NAU. Um, there's a reason why they hadn't lost in, what, 80-some years, almost 90 years now. Um, it, it's just not conceivable. At no point should any University of Arizona team lose to NAU, given the size of the school, the quality of athletes, or at least you assume the quality of athletes.
0: Well, and see, that's the part that I get—I keep coming back to as well, Steve, is that it doesn't feel like Arizona should ever lose to a team like this. Sure, Arizona's arguably the worst team in Power 5 football, but you know what? You're still going against a group of guys, era, excuse me, you're still playing for... With a group of guys that have still Division One caliber athletes that have other Division One offers, most guys that are at at NAU are at NAU for a reason because they didn't have offers to bigger schools there. Steve,
1: yeah, no question, and and that's why you might have uh, two or three of those guys at NAU that probably deserved Division One scholarships and, and are playing above their head or playing to the equivalent of a Division One, but to lose to them. The way Arizona did, it was almost nonchalant that they did and um, not conceivable. At some point, I don't know if you watched it and felt this way, that at some point you think that, okay, Arizona's kind of just here, but they're going to win. They're here, but they're going to win, and they didn't win.
0: How have we gotten to the point, too, where you've got a fan base that really doesn't care and a product on the field that, let's be honest here, is subpar at best? And I just think back to, you know, the 1990s, and again— you know, Dick Tomey was far from a great coach, but you knew that every fourth year Arizona was going to be really, really good. And you know what? They were never going to be a joke. That's kind of how I grew up. I know when you were covering the basketball team, that's how they were. And did we maybe take the Dick Tomey era for granted in hindsight?
1: No, no question. You did. Um, uh, back when he was coaching, I covered the team when I first got here in the late '80s. Uh, it, it was that seven to four, seven and five. You play in the Aloha Bowl of the Copper Bowl at the time, I think it was, or Insight.com Bowl. Um, and, and people here thought, well, we're better than that. We're better than that. And, there, and and Dick Dick had some very good teams later on in the 90s, obviously, 93, 94, 98. Uh, but I think people here took for granted that maybe we could be better, and I say we as in the fans. And um, hey, this could be the curse of the Dick Tomey uh, era because they haven't been better um, outside of maybe one year, 94, or 2014 yeah. Uh, but uh, it's not good. It doesn't look like it's going to get any better soon.
0: Now, Steve, on your call, on your show, do you take a lot of calls from people that are upset, apathetic? What is really the kind of the general gauge of the fan base that you're dealing with on your guys' show at, over at 1450?
1: More upset than apathetic. They, they're they hopeful. They're just hopeful that something will happen. Uh, the thing about it is I continue to tell them is they need to be patient. Uh, and, and that's the, the key word these days, patience. you got to be patient. Well, I'm not sure how much more patient they can be after two, three decades.
0: See, that's the key to me as well. Is that you look at it and Arizona football, you've been, you've been patient. You've been, you know, you haven't had one winning. You haven't. You've had one season where you've been ranked in the top 25 in the last. 22 years steve that's crazy to think about you know especially when you think about you know the larry smith the dick Tomey time stuff like that so this is a program that over the last 20 plus years has been absolutely at the rock bottom of all of college football and i think what's frustrating for fans is yes you have hope but you've been sold a bill of good goods for so long you know with all the new stuff like it's personal hard edge um, you know, back the A, all of this stuff. I think Arizona fans are basically at a, kind of a wait-and-see approach now where, you know what, sure, we want our cats to do well, but when Arizona is good, we will show up. But until then, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm going to sit here and watch it on TV.
1: Everything you said is spot on, at least in my view, it's spot on because uh, I've always said, and I've written this a number of times in the years, that Tucson is a fickle town. First of all, many of the people here now don't aren't from here. They're not natives. They have no allegiance to the team. They have no um, uh, party to the team in terms of going to the games and spending their money to go watch them. They're from Iowa. They're from California. They're from wherever else watching their teams. So they go for entertainment. If they're not going to be entertained for their dollar, they're not going to go with anybody. Um, so, so there's that. Um, can it happen? I, I'm not too sure. But, and, again, how long is it going to take? But everything you said is, I think, spot on. Um it's been, what, a long time? You said 25 years, top 25?
0: Yeah, since 1998, yeah. that 12-1 and one team. You've had one team now that has finished in the top 25 in the last 20-plus years. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive, just a string of futility right there.
1: Yeah, no Let me ask you something, because you're a UA grad, and, and yeah. I'm not. I haven't UA. I just cover them.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe,
1: that's maybe the Arizona fans think they're better than they are, and uh, they expect more because they're Arizona.
0: You, let me, well, okay. let me, I, I'm, I'm going to answer that and throw a question back at, back at you. You got to cover Arizona during the absolute heyday of the Lute Olson empire. And, you know, I think it's easy to make the case from about 88 to 03. It was one of the top five programs in the country. I think Arizona fan, football fan looks at it and says, you know, Lute Olson built an empire from nothing. And we were used to watching great basketball. Why in the world? Can't the football team do something like that? Maybe not to that extent, but I think people look at Arizona basketball, and they're maybe a little bit jaded, wondering why can't the football program do that? There, Steve.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest question, the biggest thing that I'm told is there's too many athletes that you need to have to make that happen. Uh, you know, Arizona could need Arizona basketball could have three or four of those guys and, and turn it a program around like Arizona did. You also have a guy, Lute Olson. And we all know he was a very, very good coach. You you don't have a Lou Olsen coming on the football program and and taking over. You just don't. You have guys who want to be here, do really well, and then get the heck out of here for the next job. At least that's been the case over the last few years. Yeah. Do I think that's a part? There's no sustainability or or want to stay here to do well. I think it's very documented that that Rich Rod was that guy. He had hoped to do well and then get out. It just didn't happen. <laughs>
0: This show is brought to you by uh, DraftKings. Again, if you want to put in a $1 bet, you're going to get $150 free play on pretty much anything. You can't beat that. And I'm going to go with my DraftKings pick of the week right here, Steve. Arizona, I know you don't gamble, but I know you look at lines and stuff. Arizona is a 28 and a half point dog against the Oregon Ducks. To me, that's a bet that I'm going to make each day of the week. I don't want it to happen, but I think that Oregon's going to cover that pretty quickly or pretty easily, Steve.
1: Uh, I, I like your numbers. I like your reasons. I said the same thing. I think it was at 26 to begin with, it at 28. When, when, it, when, when they set this game, I thought maybe 40 points, just what I saw after Saturday. Um, I think you're, you're smart with that bet.
0: And you know the great thing about DraftKings, too, is that you can put on – you can put on, uh, you know, first half bets. You can do in game. You can do all kinds of in game stuff there. Again, use code word PHNX, and you can get that play in there. But Steve and I are both in on that 28 and a half points right there. I think that that's easy. And as a matter of fact, like I said, I could see, I could see Oregon covering three touchdowns easy in the first half. I mean, heck, San Diego State almost did it. So give DraftKings Sportsbook a look when you get a chance right there, because you got a lot of really good stuff going on there. All right, Steve question that I got for you when it comes to Jed Fish. He came in, and he was obviously a lot different than Kevin Sumlin as far as trying to engage, get fan support, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, my question is this. Did he come in with too rosy of an expectation? And here's what I mean by that. The whole, you know, it's personal, you're a new era of Arizona football. Should he maybe have tabled some of that stuff until he had Arizona at a certain point? Or or was he right in coming in with that kind of optimistic attitude?
1: Well, I think he was right in coming in with the optimistic attitude. What else can you come in with? Right. Uh, you have to be optimistic that you're going to be able to move the needle. Uh, he has not done that. And what all that hard work did was fail. Uh, now he has to kind of regroup and, and figure out what it is. And that it's personal stuff. All the hard edge, blah, blah, okay, gee, they're just slogans. If you... If you really just kind of just say, okay, there's slogans. People are saying, I'm the best guy in the world. Okay, right. Just, you know, you can say whatever you want to say. Um, and that's what they are. They're slogans. Catchy, if you will. But at the end of the day, guess what? You have to win. You have to play harder and you have to win. There's no other way to gauge a team or a program other than victory.
0: Did Arizona make a mistake? And we talked about uh, Dick Tomey. Did Arizona make a mistake in hindsight firing retrod?
1: Oh, that's a tough question. It's a tough question for me to answer. I, I don't know because um, on the field, you saw a declining effort, right? a declining program. Uh, what was going on on the outside of the program, uh, you could believe some people. You don't have to believe others. Depends what was going on on the periphery that maybe he, he said, no, we've had enough. Uh, we've seen enough. Maybe it gives reason to let him go. So they did. Um, That's a tough question because I don't know what was going on uh, factually because we all hear things and we've all read things and uh, things that got dismissed or whatever. You don't know. It's hard to say. Very hard to say.
0: Now, Arizona, again, is a basketball—it's obviously a basketball city, and that's right around the corner right here. The one thing, though, that I do wonder is, can both coexist? And the reason I ask that is because I think back to about 1997, 1998. Now, Arizona's obviously—and again, you were on the front lines there—Arizona's coming off a national championship in basketball. And you know what? They go into the season preseason number one. Obviously, you have the the loss to Utah and the Elite Eight. That was, but you know, Arizona basketball is on top of the college basketball world there. And Arizona football has its best season in school history. You go 12 and 1, you finish top five in the nation. Now, there wasn't the kind of interest that there was in basketball for sure, but I think that Arizona football, by just the numbers it drew, it also showed, though, that I think both can coexist with one certainly having more interest than the other. If you put the right product on the field for football, Steve.
1: No question, they can coexist, it, but it's like finding Sasquatch. It happens so infrequently. Look at the programs around the country, and I'm just going to go with Kansas, uh, Duke, uh, maybe even Texas. You don't you don't have a basketball program and a football program that are doing well together at the, around the same era. And Arizona's time in the mid nineties, uh, ninety four to ninety nine, I think it will. It would be uh, fantastic. It, it sprinkled in with some good football teams, uh, greatest time I think in in program history. Uh, but that's what now twenty five years ago. Mm-hmm. So long.
0: It's so long ago, and it's it's almost like a relic of the past. Like, I talk with kids on campus, and I ask them, I'm like, you know, uh, what do you think about Arizona football? And they say, well, we've just never really been good. And that, to me, is a little bit of the problem, too, Steve, is that you you do have a program that does have a, a history at some point, you know, with Larry Smith and Dick Tomey. But that is so far gone right now that I don't think that anybody has any recollection of that at all. All the kids on campus just know Arizona football is, Kind of being a joke.
1: Yeah, no question. In fact, I was in an event recently. Uh, a recent graduate told me that she didn't go because they weren't any good. Granted, they weren't any good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is what it is. Perception is reality here. Uh, but you're right. It's been so long. The kids today weren't part of any part of success. They were, if you're saying 25 years ago, the kids now are what, 18, 19, 20, 22? They weren't even 22. thoughts
0: in their parents' mind at that point.
1: Yeah. My, my whole thing with the questions you bring about history is, um, and you say Arizona is a basketball town? Okay, I'll give you that. But it's been 25 years, right. 25 years since they won a title, one, and 21, 22 years since they got to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Kids don't remember that either. Right? Arizona, Arizona fans, uh, and even the administration at the McKale Center are living off a reputation that doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think what happened is, and, you know, kind of going off topic here a little bit is that people look at it, the Sean Miller era and they think, Oh, you know what? Uh, that was Arizona at its apex. No, not even close. If you lived, oh. if you lived Lute Olson, you know, that basically every four years you were going to be in the final four, you were going to compete for national championships. And there was an entire community feel to it where everybody felt involved. And I don't really buy the argument too. And again, we're getting a little bit off topic, but that's fine. Um, I don't really buy the argument either, Steve, when someone says, well, I don't know any of these kids because they're only here for so long. I don't. And here's why I don't buy that, because Mike Bibby, everybody knew that this was going to be a this was going to be a short pit stop for Mike Bibby here. But you know what? I felt I knew Mike Bibby in his year and a half here. I knew that he didn't, I knew that all he cared about was basketball. He didn't really have a relationship with his father. His mother was the one that raised him. He was the most precocious guy to ever come out of the state. And there's more, but I felt like I knew pretty much everybody on the roster, even if they were here for a short period of time. That doesn't exist anymore at all. And when you've got programs that aren't at the level that they were, I think it's just detrimental to the programs themselves there, Steve.
1: No question. It's one of my gripes with the U of A that they don't allow us to speak to the students openly. Uh, in fact, I, I'm not there often enough anymore because, if and I've said this during the Summon and Sean eras, if, if they're not concerned about the publicity they are going to try to get, why, why should I be? Why should I go and try to get, make my effort to do a story if they're not interested in my story? So why even go? Yeah,
0: why, but, try, why try to force that square peg into a round hole?
1: Right, right. They're wasting my time, probably wasting theirs. Well, let's move on. I'll go to games and cover the games there. That's how they wanted it. Okay, touche. Go ahead and have your fun. But what has it gotten them? You got them to the place we're at right now.
0: This show is brought to you by DraftKings. Again, you hop on there, you get a $1. Uh, you put in $1 on a bet, and then you get a $150 free play to be able to do with pretty much anything you want there. Steve and I have both talked about how we like uh, Oregon to cover uh, against Arizona. Let me ask you this, Steve. Have, have there been any other lines in the last week or so that you've looked at and you're like, you know what, Steve Rivera likes those lines?
1: I haven't looked at anything, but I accidentally took um, accidentally took um, Carolina tomorrow, Thursday, uh, for the Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. I, I, still like, I still like that pick. Uh, in fact, their coach, who used to be a Baylor, that wouldn't be a good. That wouldn't be a bad name for the USC job.
0: Oh, that would be it. That would be an incredibly good move right there. You know, I've actually uh, I bet on Arizona to beat San Diego State, which was a huge mistake. So basically, anything I tell you, take with a grain of salt. I did bet on DraftKings. I bet uh, the under in the BYU game, and I think when it comes down to things right now, Steve. You basically, need, you basically need to look at it, and I'm taking the under in almost every Arizona game against a good team. And the reason is, is because I don't think Arizona can score.
1: Yeah, that's been very apparent. It's very strange that they can't score. They can't move the ball. Uh, with Jetfish calling the plays, I guess he's still calling the plays. Uh, it's a very mundane, very dry offense. Um, likened to, to Dick Tomey's offense, where it was, you know, run, 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 pass, punt. Run, 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 pass, punt. Uh, it's not exciting, that's
0: for sure. Yeah, it's not exciting, and you know. But what is exciting is the AZ Wildcats podcast. We're going to have great guys on. Like Steve's going to be on here. Anthony Jamino's going to be on later in the week. So if you want to hop on here and you subscribe on the pod, uh, podcast on Apple, Spotify, or you can go to GoPhnx website and you can check out. You got a lot of good member deals. You got good podcasts. You've got a lot of uh, unique content there. So that's definitely an avenue that you can traverse as well. All right, Steve, now let's talk about the future here for Arizona. In football, and we talked about it a little bit in the first segment, in football, I'm of the opinion that it's going to take you three to four years to get in good players. It's not like you can in basketball where you just bring in John Calipari and, oh, by the way, we've got five, you know, five-star kids here, and we're going to be really good now. This is going to be something where Arizona is going to be, I hate to say this, in the dumps for quite a while, Steve.
1: Yeah, no question. I think that success begets success. You haven't had success here in a long time. I thought they were making inroads, and you would know this better than me, with recruiting because of their connections to the NFL. And kids, what do they want to do? They want to go to the league, as they say. And and this would be a good way to do it with name recognition. Uh, They've been there, done that, at least the coaching staff. But if you're not winning, it's not a happy place. It's not a happy place. And how are you going to go to a place that's not winning? Uh, I, I agree with you. It's going to take a while, and um, how many whiles do you have? Uh, when Jenkins took the job what, uh, almost uh, 10 months ago, maybe, 10 months ago, I asked him on the, on the first uh, press conference that we had individually on, face, on Facebook, but on uh, live on, on Zoom, I said, what do you think has been the problem with all the coaches that have come through since Dick Toby? I think he was number four.
0: Mm-hmm. He was number
1: four. And he says, I, I have no idea why, but I'm here to change it all. Um, well, guess what? It may not happen. I know, I know we're three games into it. it, it uh, maybe it will happen, but this is not a good start.
0: Well, all right. So here's my next question: At what point then does the administration have to start taking some flack here? Because again, you got rid of Rich Rod, who, you know, you and I both talked about how you know the product on the field was declining, but it wasn't like Arizona was a joke. You know, in the last three and a half years, Arizona football has absolutely hit rock bottom. I don't know how long. You know, the administration who's making the hires can continue to kind of deflect away from that, Steve.
1: No, I, I agree with you. Dave, is, Dave has been here, what, four years now? Uh, he's made some key hires, uh, obviously fired a few people. Uh, I, I think that eventually that, that uh, the basketball program will probably be the the, uh, the litmus test if, if Tommy Lloyd does not do what they think he can do. And I think he's going to do very well. Um, and, and that'd be another strike. But let's, let's also say that the president of the university is also involved. <laughs> he, he's got a big hand in the hiring.
0: But he, yes, exactly. Let's talk about Tommy Lloyd just for a few minutes before we let you go. I'm in on it. I like the hire a lot and for a multitude of reasons. I think towards the end, well, during the whole time, it just felt like during the Sean Miller era that everybody was kind of walking on pins and needles. You know, he he wasn't very friendly, and the product on the, feet or on the court obviously declined rapidly as Arizona got in trouble. When I watch Tommy Lloyd, I see a guy coming in that I think is going to run a much more aesthetically pleasing type of style of basketball. And honestly, Steve, I think he's just going to be much easier to root for than Coach Miller was.
1: I think you hit it all. You hit it all all the points on the money. My whole thing is uh, I've had a chance to spend some time with Tommy Lloyd. I I like him. He's affable. That's already a beginning, uh, a good starting point. But and I asked this of Sean every year that he was here, 12 years, whatever. Are you going to run? He would say yes. They would for a week, and then they stop. Uh, Tommy Lloyd's going to run. Kids today want to run. They want to play. They want to enjoy themselves on the court. That wasn't happening. That wasn't happening. I think they're going to do it now. And, and let me say this, he's got some pretty good athletes left. Sean did leave him some people to play with. They're going to be better than what people think.
0: I would agree with that, and I think you're going to watch something that is not necessarily Lute Olsen, but again, I think you're going to watch something where the style is going to be much more up and down, much more freewheeling. And you know what? Lute wasn't around back then, but if Loot was and you had that DraftKings app you would 100% want to bet the over on Arizona basketball games because Arizona was getting up and down, and that's the kind of stuff the DraftKings will give you. They'll give you, you know, over and unders. They'll give you lines. They'll give you adjusted stuff. So if DraftKings was around during the time that you were covering loot, you'd probably want to take the over on most of those games there, Steve.
1: In fact, I I used to do a a weekly or game-by-game assessment of what I thought Arizona would buy. If anybody paid attention to me, I won them a lot of money mm-hmm. because, because you could just tell Lute's teams who they would beat by a lot and who they wouldn't beat by a lot, and they rarely lost obviously. But you could tell when they played UCLA, bet over because they was gonna they were gonna run the heck out of it. Stanford, all those games were fun to watch because it was first one to eighty. First one to eighty.
0: And you know what. You should probably, you know, with DraftKings being around now, you should probably put in a little bit of a bet there on Arizona basketball. Because I agree with you, Steve. I think the U of A is going to be better this year than people think. I think people, no, look, I think people look at it and they're like, well, you know, who knows what's really going on. I think that you've got a roster there where you've got a coach and Tommy Lloyd that I think is going to be able to utilize these guys' skill set more. So, you know, when those win-loss totals come out on DraftKings, I'd hop in on, them, though, because like, like you said, Steve, I think they're going to be better than people think.
1: Better than people think, and this is the one of the reasons why. Um, I know you're probably wrapping this up, but I think they're going to enjoy playing for him. Mm-hmm. At some point along the last year or two, and I wrote this in a column. It just didn't seem that they enjoyed playing for Sean, and they had not that they gave up, but they were going through the motions type of thing. And um, people can argue argue with me if they want, but it was very apparent to me.
0: Yep, yeah, Steve. We really appreciate you coming on. Your guy, uh, Anthony Jamino is going to be coming on for the uh, postgame uh, Saturday. And, again, tell people where they can check your show and your writing content.
1: Yes, allsportsfuson.com for Arizona athletics. And then uh, I on the ball here on 1450 Fox Sports, sports 1450 every weekday, 3 to 5. Three, like.
0: 3 to 5. Give it a listen. For Steve Rivera, I'm Mike Luke, and thanks for keeping it. AZ Wildcats.